Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. If you guys have been listening to Ask Women for a while, you probably know my voice associated with some cynicism, maybe some jokes you're not a fan of, or maybe you are a fan of because you've got great taste. Well, either way... I've come a long way from that cynical gal and I'm doing amazing things helping guys get their banter and conversation skills on track, as well as making those dating profiles look not so terrible. Or dare I say good? No, dare I say great. I get them looking great. And I've been doing it long enough now that I'm seeing actual results coming in from guys that I've worked with, like, you know, for example, engagements, things like that. I have to say, I feel pretty good about my skills and those dudes do too. So if you want to be smooth and witty in conversation or smooth and witty in your profile, you know who to come and see. And that's me, Kristen. And I'm at kristenandchill.com. All of my stuff is up there if you guys want to hit me up and uh, get my help. So again, kristenandchill.com. Charm more than just her socks off. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out The Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of The Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we have a breakup expert on the show who is going to tell us how to move on after a breakup, like literally move on because she helps people with their breakups and tying up all those loose ends that may be causing them sadness or anxiety. We also discuss how to mindfully date, so mindful dating lessons, and we talk about values, the things that are important to you and how to select the right partner that is going to make you really happy. So keep listening. Hey guys, welcome to the Ask Women podcast. This is Marnie. I will be the only host for today, but that's fine. We don't need Kristen. She's not so spectacular. She doesn't even make funny jokes, right? I'm just kidding. Kristen is wonderful, but she has some issues with her dog today. So last minute, she had to take him to the vet and hopefully he is okay. Because if he's not okay, she won't be okay. Anyway, let's get to our guest for today because you will quickly forget that Kristen is not here because our guest is fantastic. Her name is Lindsay Meck and she is the CEO and co-founder of Onward, a post-breakup concierge service. So Lindsay... Thanks for coming on our show and tell us what the heck is 
this sure. service and why sure. did you come up with this? Because this is very interesting. And I, I, somebody sent this to me like about four months ago now. And I was like, what the hell is this? And I was like, I have to have her on the show. So the floor is yours. Tell us about oh, sure, your business. Sure. Well, th- thank you so much for, for having me. Yeah. So we launched Onward uh, around Valentine's Day this year in New York. And it was a, a response to both myself and my business partner, Mika, going through sort of traumatic uncoupling from significant others who we were living with but were not married to over a long period of time. And we realized yeah. there, there are all sorts of sort of support mechanisms, you know, therapy and lawyers and financial planners and all these sort of subject matter experts that we could go to for various components of the breakup. But the hardest part actually was was like the logistics piece, the like, you know, feeling like you, you needed to find a new place to live in some cases, that you needed to, you know, find movers, that you needed to deal with all of these sort of social media uncoupling moments. There's so much to it. And why wasn't there a service for that? Why why would we not go to someone? I mean, certainly we go to our friends and our families and so forth, but why didn't a support system exist where we could hire someone to be our our breakup concierges? So we thought, you know what, we're we're actually going to do that ourselves. So uh, we started putting together Onward. Yeah. That is what, that is so interesting. And so like who uses your service more is it men is it women is, is it both like yeah it's been very surprising i think because both Mika and i are women we sort of assumed it would be you know primarily women but in fact it's been very surprisingly about half and half because I think what that information tells us is breakups are hard for anyone. You know, mm-hmm. um, women tend to, I think, in a lot of ways, like kind of have their social circles and their their gal pals who you know come to their aid. And I think in some cases, men are more at a disadvantage in that situation because you know they may be sort of less comfortable, you know, yeah. seeking out the support of their their guy pals. I, I completely agree with that. So when you and I talked before we we did this show we had talked about the topic that we'd like to discuss for today would be choosing to break up and what the aftermath might look like. And I I thought that was a really good topic for our show because you get to see everybody's aftermath. And I'd love to hear from you, maybe what you've seen, the things that help people get over their exes fastest. Like, <laughs> like yeah, just sure. some tools sure. to, to get, because for even for a lot of the guys on the show who are single, it can be tough to get over somebody that they've had their eye on for a long time or that they've been trying to ask out and finally did and then they got rejected. So how and what is the best way to move on? I mean, that's an amazing question. And of course, you know, it's so, so dependent on the the situation, right? You know, every, just like every relationship is, is different. All breakups are different. All, all they have different timelines. There are different emotions at play. I think it really starts with, with the breakup itself, like how and when, and you know, what method you use to, to do that, you know, or whether or not you're on the receiving end of the breakup, you know, how the two folks come together to sort of end things sort of dictates how it's going to be, you know, going forward. And, and one of the things that I've seen from, and I'm, this is a funny thing that I'm going to term successful, the six most successful breakups are the most amicably 
decided, you know, that where both parties agree like, Hey, you know, this, for whatever reason, this did not work out and we're going to go our separate ways. And we're going to be really straightforward and honest with each other about that conversation. And I've been talking to a couple people about this kind of anticipating, you know, that I'd be chatting with you. And one of the things that they say is, is really making sure that in that breakup conversation, that both people leave expecting that there's going to be some non-communication for a period of time and that that's okay. You know, that both parties are going to leave and sort of say, hey, you know, for a week, for a month, we're going to choose sort of not to be each Ah. other's constant text message. Yeah, exactly. Like, because the the space that everyone needs after the breakup can be different. And it's important to like give each other that ability to kind of move on in, in our respective ways. Yeah. I think that's very important. So, so how, so you think like a week to two, well, I guess depending on how long the relationship is and how, how yeah, each person I mean, is feeling. Sure. Sure. I mean, you know, it's sort of hard to be prescriptive. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of 30 days. I think 30 days is a good amount of time to sort of get your head in a better space. A lot can kind of happen. You know, I, I, it's so crazy when you're going through the emotions of a breakup to sort of say 30 days, that, that almost sounds like six years, you know, cause you're sort of thinking in terms of minutes right. and hours and there's so many emotions at play, of course, but 30 days feels like a good amount of time to say, Hey, we're just going to choose not to chat, you know, and, and both of us are doing that out of respect for each other. And that can be, it can be really hard, but it also can be really liberating to kind of give each other that space. So I would say that's like a huge, huge part of sort of getting, getting set up for success on the other side. You know, when, when there are, when there's stuff that you both have together, whether that's a pet or whether that's a couch or whether that's, you know, a couple items you left at the other person's apartment, I think another part of the breakup is to make sure that like you're being kind and respectful and, you know, try to divide or give back the things in a in a kind manner, you know? Yes, and like not peeing on their couch before you give it to them. <laughs> exactly. Right. I understand. Exactly. And we've certainly <laughs> seen that. So in, in fact, that was a really specific thing that we have 100% seen. So yes, no. please try not, <laughs> try not <gasps> to do that. That um, is crazy. Yeah, please, tr- please try not to destroy. I know it's so tricky because, right, like, again, like it comes back to, you know, the opposite of of love is, is not actually hate, it's indifference. Like the right. when people switch into that sort of hate mode after a breakup it's really because there are still such like intense feelings at play but it's really important to like recognize like you did care about this person deeply at one point and whatever happened happened and you're trying to like sort of uncouple gracefully and giving them back their stuff and not destroying their property and like you know if they if they're still getting mail at your place like return it you know don't just like to set it on fire or throw it out the window right right right, like try Try to like demonstrate the best behavior towards the other person that you can. And again, I completely appreciate how, how hard and, and society is not helping us out too much on this. Like they're showing us like when you see breakups on TV and all that kind of stuff, like, what do we think of? We think of like people like keying each other's cars and like, you know, like doing like sort of destructive bad behavior. And it's like, okay, like that's all well and good for like plot points of like, you know, TV shows. Not for reality. 
Stop for reality. We're trying to like really try to demonstrate that we're we're fundamentally like good people who are acting in the best interest both of ourselves, you know, to kind of file this away in a in a good manner, but also to to respect what you guys had. I mean, I think the hardest thing about our you know how we look at breakups, right, is there's so much stigma around like what it is to end a relationship. Like someone always has to be at fault. Well. Sometimes things just don't work out for whatever reason. And we certainly can look at, you know, if you look at someone's job history and their resume, you don't say like, oh, you you really failed because like three jobs ago you left. No, you left because you realize like the opportunity wasn't, wasn't serving you. Exactly. So I think it's part of it starts with like reframing the experience for yourself so that you're better able to like reframe the the feelings that you're having as like, okay, like this is really hard, but like good for me for, for getting out and moving on. Yeah. I think that's a really good point that you make. Cause I, I work with a lot of people who are getting out of long-term relationships or recently divorced and they feel that there's this, you know, horrible label on them now. They're divorced. They're a failure. They couldn't (laughs) do it. But the truth is that when I get onto the phone with people who have who say that they're in this position. I'm like, congratulations. You made one of the toughest decisions yeah, <laughs> there is to make. Absolutely. That's a really strong yeah, thing I mean, to it's, do. It's a very active choice, right? Yeah. You're not passively breaking up with someone, right? You're you're really doing like some serious reflection within, you know, your relationship and saying this is not this is not going where it needs to go. This is not serving us both. Like we could be happier and healthier outside of this relationship. Like that's very powerful. Like honestly, mm-hmm. good for you, you know? But yeah, I mean, that's that's a, that's a hard, a hard, I don't know, nut to crack, I guess. And I think we're seeing it a lot with our clients of like, you know, it's it's it can be so fraught to sort of acknowledge that. Yeah, and then rebuilding yourself depending on how long it's taken to make that decision can take can take a long time. I did want to ask you because I'm sure you end up stepping into the role of therapist many times when you are <laughs> helping a lot of your clients out. But what are some of the things that you do advise to people on how to get back out there? So, let's say you've moved them, you've helped them cut off all social media accounts that, you know, where they would see their ex. What do they do now? What do you tell them to do? Well, I really make sure that, you know, and again, yes, we, we try to, we, you know, we, we sort of see ourselves as coaches and, and hopefully, you know, but yeah. not, not always as therapists. Sometimes that sort of comes with the, the territory a little bit. But what we, what we really say to, to folks is like, go at your own pace. You know, some, some people, you know, the relationship has been over for a while in the sense that even though this is like sort of the final point of them agreeing to leave, it's been over for a while. They've been in a relationship that was not functioning. And so when they get into their new place and they're all set up, they're ready. Like they're in an emotional place to start meeting new people, to getting back out there, to like changing up their style. Maybe they like had kind of gotten in a slump as far as like exercise and all that kind of stuff. And they're, they're really ready to go. Like they're energized and other people it really, the breakup hits them like a ton of bricks and it can be several months before they're really ready to kind of put themselves out there in a position where they think they would be a good potential, you know, match for someone. Right. So, you know, I think the big thing is like, take it at your own own speed. I will say that <laughs> one of the things as as like a friend of someone going, you know, through a breakup, it can be really easy to sort of encourage people like, "Hey, you know, do you, do you want me to set you up with XYZ?" and 
I would just really say to friends of people going through these, these challenging times, like really listen to what your friends say. Maybe, maybe they do actually want to get back out there, but probably the last person they want to date is someone that they're going to have like sort of an ongoing, like sort of social thing with, like right. they may not quite be ready for that move. <laughs> right. so that, that can be, that can be certainly very tricky, but you know, as far as, as dating and getting back out, out there when you are ready, you know, I, I wouldn't necessarily like wear the breakup as a, as a badge of honor, you know, necessarily, but I will say that it should, you know, hopefully inform, you know, your new relationships and your new sort of understanding of yourself in a really cool, empowering way. I mean, maybe it is a badge of honor. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> that's sort of a hard, a hard one. It, to it dep- it's every situation, yeah. right? It depends on right. how you did it, what happened th- throughout the experience and how, y- how you feel about mm-hmm. it. And I think that every spe- experience you have in life teaches you something. So I would say that every relationship you do have is like a nice badge to have on your Absolutely. arm. Yeah. Um, and it's just, a, it's the way that you relay the information to other people and to yourself that, that really tells whether or not it's something to be proud of. Do you mind if I dig in a little bit on your breakup? Sure. No, go for it. Yeah. Well, this show is meant to provide a female perspective. So I I would love to hear from your point of view what the cause of your breakup was. Like now that you've sort of stepped back and I think you're in a new relationship <laughs> now, but like, I, I know it's some yeah, time and maybe yeah. you don't even think about it anymore, but sure. breakups are tough. And so I think a lot of men get very confused why breakups actually happen. But I'd, I'd love to hear just like yeah, your own story sure. of why, why you broke up. Yeah. I mean, I, I was in a really interesting relationship for about five years, one of which I started dating my my ex-partner right after my mother had gotten diagnosed with terminal cancer. Oh my God. So she, she ended up actually passing away about a year and a half uh, into our oh, relationship, sorry. which was, yeah, really, really horrible. And I'm sure, you know, to your listeners who've lost a parent or, you know, a really close loved one that can be a really emotionally fraught yeah. situation, of course. And I was really lucky that my ex-partner really kind of rose to the occasion. You know, we had just been dating a very short amount of time when all that happened. And, you know, he was really kind of the the white knight through that whole circumstance. And and again, like I I'm so grateful for that, you know, in my life. Later, kind of after I sort of came out of the sort of intense sadness that comes with like losing a loved one, I realized that like the functioning day to day, you know, when, when sort of he couldn't be the white knight and I wasn't necessarily in this sort of similar vulnerable position, like the dynamic was off and we both were sort of moving in different directions professionally. And I realized like, well, we were really this is a strange problem to have, I guess. Like we were really good when the wheels fell off. We weren't really good at the day to day of being in the relationship. And over time, like there was sort of like this sort of low grade hostility that, that moved in, you know, when we realized like, wow, we actually like only function in extreme situations, right? which is very honestly, like probably the opposite of how, you know, most, yeah, most couples are. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, and, and fortunately, because I think a lot of couples, you know, don't, don't necessarily navigate that so early on in their relationship, but certainly it's, it was a testament that things are working for a while. And then ultimately just a lot of sort of 
things happened that suggested like, Hey, you know, we have different goals here. We're not really good at communicating. We did a lot of rounds of, of couples counseling, which I certainly recommend, you know, to, to folks as they're sort of trying to figure out, you know, whether or not this is long-term and ultimately, you know, we decided, Hey, this is like, this is not a situation in which both of us are living our happiest, healthiest lives. And, and so we broke up and, uh, Honestly, I mean, it was, it was really, really quite hard. You know, when you take Mm -hmm. someone who's been such a like central force in your life for so long, you've, you know, developed such a life with and shared friends and families and traditions and also had been through this really kind of hard thing together with. It was really, really challenging for both of us, but I'm, I'm very hopeful, you know, again, so, and it's, so I'm saying to any of your, your listeners, like, I get it. Like it probably took me, you know, good six months before I personally was ready to, you know, kind of put it in a box and, you know, (laughs) like move on with my life. And I'm pleased, I guess, pleased to report. Yes. Very pleased to report. I met my fiance about six months later and, and things have been, yeah. So I guess, you know, an onward success story there, therein, you know, and I think that, had I not given myself that time, like to process kind of the feelings and the fallout of that relationship, I don't think I would have been a good potential partner to him just because there was so, you know, there's, there's a lot of kind of like stuff, you know, after all of that, you kind of have to, to deal with. Yeah. Oh gosh. Thanks for sharing that story with me. Yeah. That's, that's, that's very intense. I, I, that, <laughs> it, it, it is sort of crazy. Yeah. Like you do start on this crazy intense note and then you're like, wait a second, do we actually get along? Can you maybe right. dive in a little bit into the day-to-day things? Cause I, I sure. do want to know the things that are important and, and as well as the, the caretaking, I'd love to just hear a description of yeah. both of those. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so interesting. The caretaking was so helpful. I think, you know, I'm an only child. And so I, at the, at the time that I found out my mom was sick, I like hadn't really ever like been, you know, sort of in a vulnerable situation like that. And yet here I was as an only child and not really sort of clear who I should be leaning on. It sort of felt like a weird imposition to my friends and my family was, was not local, my extended family. So having this person who seemed like such an adult, my ex-boyfriend was significantly older than me and had had this like, you know, pretty vibrant professional life was able to really come to my aid, sort of an adult decision-making features and be such a like good question asker and all of those things. And, and, uh, really be my advocate through like a pretty intense, you know, I guess it was probably 14 months of, of kind of dealing with, with all the back and forth with the hospitals and all that kind of stuff. So that, coming to someone's aid, I don't know when there's that hilarious, like the love languages, right? Like the, I don't know if you've talked about that, like the ideas of, of like acts of service, like that's my love language. Like when people come to my aid, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm obsessed with you. And so, yeah, I mean, it was such a, you know, having someone who I could rely on, who was so good in those situations and really seemed to care about me and, and I, and did, you know, honestly care about me quite a lot was such a, such a win. And so then, you know, fast forward, to kind of after the grieving process of dealing with my mom and all this kind of stuff, it sort of became more evident in the day to day that we weren't really compatible in other ways. Like I am very social and like throwing parties and like 
planning events with my friends and he's very introverted and very sort of has sort of different interests than me right. and like how that manifested itself in, in our home is that I sort of never felt sort of ownership of the space and I couldn't, you know, he would very quickly tire of like my social activities and like, you know, I sort of felt like, you know, boxed in that I couldn't sort of like be who I, you know, was. And over time, I think other things came into play. Like he was making a major job shift, which meant he had sort of a lot more time on his hands and sort of sort of playing with the idea of like, do I actually ever want to get married? Do I actually ever want to have a family? Do I, you know, and so both of it was sort of this, this, this chasm started forming of like, we, we don't actually relate well, you know, with our friends and families. We don't have similar interests. It seems that we don't have, you know, similar long-term goals for where this relationship is going. And all of that sort of came to a head. And I, you know, I, I sort of, at one point was talking to a friend of mine and I said, like, I just actually think I could be happier you know, outside of this. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm making a lot of like sacrifices for what exactly for a relationship that isn't really working anymore. Right. Yeah. And so, and so with this, with this, with your fiance, do you have all those things in common? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Surprisingly, yes. I mean, I... It's so I'm, crazy how, how it, like, it, I know. relationship can vary. It's just, it's, yeah. it, it, it not like blows my mind, but it is just, it's scary to get out of one relationship and thinking, oh God, there aren't more people out there. And then you do find somebody that is... It, it, I know. I, I sometimes like feel like I like manifested him. Like it was like, I'd like put in a hat, like here are the qualities I'm looking for in my next, you know partner and there he was and like I, I don't know which was honestly like what a gift you know someone who loves planning events who you know wants to make uh, the home like a welcoming warm place who you know shares like my long-term goals who you know all those things like it's such a it, dating obviously anywhere New York is especially incredibly incredibly hard and especially if you're getting out of a breakup you feel wounded you feel like there's this like you know you have like the scarlet letter on you for some reason it can be really hard from a self-esteem perspective to sort of like get back out there right you know all of those things but like I am really optimistic that like if you give yourself the space to reflect and sort of think about okay like what about this experience can be a teaching tool for me about what I actually want and how can it help me shape and refine like what that looks like? Like that can be really powerful. And then it just becomes, you know, being really considerate about that dating process, you know, like acknowledging who is and who is not for you. Right. I love that. I absolutely love that. We're going to take a quick break and then we are going to come back with Lindsay Mech. So hold tight. 2020 is the perfect time to start thinking about 2040. With Robinhood, you can invest in the markets and earn interest with a competitive APY on uninvested cash. They make it easy to get started and learn as you grow with an intuitive app experience and no commission fees on trades. And stock prices don't have to hold you back. You can buy a piece of a company you love for as low as $1 and build your portfolio a little at a time. Buy one share, Buy half a share, three and a quarter shares. It's up to you, your budget, and your goals. Your first stock is on the house when you set up your account. Just go to askwomen.robinhood.com to learn more and claim your free stock. Annual percentage yield on uninvested cash is paid by program banks and is variable. 
Robinhood Financial is not a bank. The free stock offer is subject to terms and conditions. All investments involve risk. Other fees may apply. Visit rbnhd.co slash fees. Stress, anxiety, pain, we all have it. We're human beings, but we're always looking for ways to get rid of that or at least decrease it. And so everyone's talking about CBD oil. It's everywhere. It's on every street corner, which is cool. But also that means you don't know what's going to be good and what's going to be crappy. But I'll tell you what's going to be good and where to get the good stuff. And that's at Feels. Feels is a premium high-end CBD company that delivers directly to your doorstep, delivered to mine. And I actually, I'm usually afraid to try this stuff. I loved it. I felt great. I felt a little too great, to be honest with you. And if you guys want to become a member to feel better naturally, you should do that ASAP because you're going to get 50% off your first bottle. And then every single time after that, you get 30% off for the membership. And there's no uh, law saying you got to stay forever so you can drop out whenever you want. So it's got me feeling good. It will have you feeling good. So become a member today right now by going to feels.com slash askwomen to get that 50% off your first order plus free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash askwomen to become a member and get that 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Again, that's feels.com slash askwomen. New Year's resolutions are really not smart. It's smart to want to make great changes in your life, but when you try to take on too much at one time, you just fall flat. So the best way is to start simple. And speaking of simple, Tiege Hanley is a men's skincare system that is so simple. It's like the definition of simple. Instead of figuring out, do I need this moisturizer and this face cream and then this soap and then the, they've got it all spelled out for you. And trust me, you want to have nice skin because there's nothing grosser really than a girl leaning in to kiss a dude and all of a sudden realizes that he has massively huge blackheads all over his nose. Eh, not, uh, not a turn on unless that's your thing, which I don't think that's many people's thing. So make sure you're taking care of your skin so it looks amazing so you don't have any gross-out moments. And that's where T. Shanley comes in, of course. They provide you with all the skincare products you absolutely need, nothing more, nothing less. Also, it'll be a resolution, quote-unquote, that you actually keep because it only requires a couple minutes a day and your skin is going to feel so great that you won't want to stop. Plus, their products will not break the bank. They start at just $25 for a whole system. Okay. And I spend $60 on just a night cream. So again, just 25 bucks. But if you go to tige.com slash askwomen, you'll get an even better deal on your first box. For such a high quality product, you will not find it cheaper. So that's T-I-E-G-E dot com slash askwomen. Tige.com slash askwomen. Start taking care of your skin today. Not tomorrow, today. All right, we're back with Lindsay. And Lindsay, thank you so much for being like just so open and sharing everything about your relationship. I think that hearing those things for myself even is it's just really important because I think that even if you are not going through a breakup, which most of the guys who are listening to this podcast are not actually going through a breakup right now, I think always refreshing yourself on the things that you value and the things that you really want for your life are super important. I did a, a coaching call where I, I was actually being coached yesterday. I have a, a business coach that I'm working with right now. And uh, you know, he he told me that I needed to visualize the perfect day in my mind. And what would that look like? Who would be there? What would be, we be doing? And I think having practices like that for dating are really 
important. It's not like, oh, she has a pretty smile or, oh, she's got really nice hair or, oh, she's nice to dogs. It's how, how do <laughs> all, I want to... All important. Yeah, yeah, all important things. Like, And that can be part of the vision, but it's how do I want to enjoy my life with this girl who likes dogs, has a pretty smile and pretty hair? What, what are we going to be doing together? Are we going to be sitting on our butts at home? Are we going to be, you know, walking around in France? Are we going to be... Like, what are we going to be doing together that will make me happy? And then when you have this vision, you can you can start to, you know, pick these people correctly that can come into your life. Where where did you meet your fiance? We met on online. We met on a, on OkCupid, which I feel like no one uses anymore, but I think is amazing because Obviously. I think it had more, <laughs> yeah, more, more um, detail than, you know, most, or at the time had a lot more like detail about those kinds of things. But I think what you're saying is so right. It's this idea of like sort of mind, like mindfulness in mm-hmm. dating, right? Yeah. Like sort of thinking through, okay, let me imagine this, this sort of perfect scenario, but more so than these sort of maybe even physical attributes or whatever the, these sort of and again the, those might be super important in, in their own ways but like more so like what does that connection look like in my life and like what do I want to you know how do I expect that to sort of play out and yeah. you know it can also be it can backfire certainly because you can go in with all these sort of perceived ideas of like okay well I expect that they will love sailing and when you meet someone and they don't you're like oh well I'm writing them off or whatever right. it might be like you know it's important to work within a certain framework and say like, okay, there are certain things that are non-negotiables. Like I don't want to date someone who's a smoker or something like that Mm -hmm. or whatever it might be. But like, it's important to also acknowledge that there are, there, there can be things that, you know, surprise you, of course, about sort of embarking on this new relationship, but Mm -hmm. also like take the lessons. Like, I feel like we have a couple of onward clients who, you know, even, and I, I hate to say this, like they've, you know, left their breakups. We've moved them. They're in a new apartment. They're feeling great. They're in their new neighborhood. And we, we see them to start, sort of start to date carbon copies of the person who the mm-hmm. dynamic didn't, didn't work with. And I just sort of want to shake them and say like, oh, are we not doing learning? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like what, what is, you know, how can we, how can we look at these experiences and say like, okay, which, which component, like really dissect it and say like, which of these components was it the issue? It certainly, you know, might not have been the looks. It might not have been you know, blah, 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 but some, something about it didn't jive with you and why was that? And like, how can then you seek a new type of relationship that does offer that to you? I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's, it's a hard, it's, you know, we, we're getting better at a lot of things with technology and dating platforms and so, so many things, but like relationships still are baffling to us. So it can be really hard to to put yourself out there. Yeah. Listen, you have your head, you have your heart and you have your automatic responses. And so and the feelings well, totally. of attraction, right? That sometimes are not smartly <laughs> so controlled. They are just, I feel attracted to this right. person. I know they're a dick. I know they're a jerk. I know they're married, whatever it is, but I I like being around them. It feels really good to be around them. And you can do all the work you want on yourself and be very mindful of stuff. But at certain points, sometimes that's just going to take over. But having more information and just being able to rein yourself in, like we've been talking about, is really helpful. And I love that you said mindful dating because I think that that's what it is. It is mindful dating. And that's what people have to remember so they can pinch (laughs) themselves when they get too caught up in these other feelings and say, eh, is this really the smart thing to do? Eh, is this the right person? Or is this the same as my last relationship? And then they can make their choices from there. And if they get burned again, they get burned yeah. again. 
You know, yeah. that's just sort of how how it works. I wanted to answer a couple of questions from our listeners if you're open to it. Of course. Let's do it. Okay. Hi, Marnie and Kristen. Well, Kristen's not here. And guest, I'm going bald as hell and it's obviously destroying my confidence. Fortunately, I'm only 24. I live at home and I recently started a high paying job. My intention is to continue working and living at home so I can afford a series of hair transplants, which is how much it would take for me to achieve a full head of hair. Accounting for recovery time between surgeries, I should be done with this process by the time I'm 27. My question is... This. What should I be doing during this time dating-wise? This isn't exactly an easy thing to explain to a potential partner. I'm tempted to just write off the idea of dating completely, but I don't want to just not approach girls for the next three years since I'll likely lose what skill I have in that department. Should I just wear a hat and aim to have a bunch of one-night stands? Any advice is appreciated. Oh my gosh. I, I, first of all, that's so dear. And like, Jack, like, I'm with you on that. Like, I, I once, this is a very embarrassing story that I cannot believe I'm admitting. Um, um, when I first moved to New York, I had bed bugs. Which <laughs> <laughs> is not the same thing at all. But I oh my goodness. Not, not even close to the same thing, but I hear you. This is not bed bugs, but it was a similar mindset of like, I cannot meet people. I cannot like, you know, interact with people in a dating mindset. Like, what if they find out I have bed bugs? Well, first of all, like bed bugs have a very short amount of time that they, they live and they're taken care of. And you're not, I think in both situations, like you're not a a leper, you know, like this is an experience that everyone's, you know, he's not, but you are bed bugs are disgusting. (laughs) No, and and thankfully many, 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 many years rid of that. And that's something horrible that every New Yorker has. But anyway, (laughs) point being that like, you know, we all are carrying some anxiety about some, something, whether it's bed bugs or whether it's like, you know, feeling like, well, if I just lose five pounds and I can put myself out there or, you know, I'll be better, better Mm -hmm. suited to like be out dating when I, you know, get this new promotion at work and then I'll feel more confident or, you know, okay, well, maybe if I move into a nicer apartment, I'm embarrassed to bring people back here, whatever it is, like dating in a weird way shouldn't feel, shouldn't be aspirational, right? It should be, which should be a reflection of who you are now. And a good partner for you is going to recognize, you know, what that experience is, sort of bed bugs and and balding and all. And, and, and I hear, you know, I hear the, the decision to pursue this, this treatment. And I, you know, I fully support anything that's going to make someone feel, you know, happier and healthier, as long as it's, you know, safe and within, you know, whatever. you know, also acknowledge that like, is that the best thing for you? What is, is the confidence coming from, or the lack of confidence coming from other things? And like, I guess, you know, to some extent, like, is that necessary to, to be, you know, putting all your eggs and money into that basket? Yeah, I agree with you. I, the same thing. I would never advise Jack to not do what he wants to do. People get nose jobs, they get liposuction, sure. they get... Hair, hair transplants all the time. And and truthfully, it does make a lot of feel better. It doesn't necessarily make everybody feel better. And they get to that point where they're like, oh, I thought I would feel much better than this. And that's the fear that you, that you were expressing as well, that it shouldn't be aspirational. It shouldn't be like, when I get to this point, then I'm going to able to be successful. So I think for Jack, you should totally continue dating while you are going through this and feel confident that you're making this change for yourself. Feel proud that you said, you know what? I don't like something about myself and I'm working on it to make it change to be the way that I want it to be. That's something that should bring you confidence. And if you're not happy with how your hair looks, become that awesome hat guy. Wear hats. (laughs) I'm becoming the hat girl. 
Yep, my hair is it. my hair is horrible right now. I don't know what is going on. My hormones might be. I have no freaking clue. Maybe the water in Culver City is like messed up. I have no idea. But my hair is just horrible, and I am finding freaking amazing hats lately, and I wear them every single day. And my husband makes fun of me for it. So I'm just saying, like, you, be the hat guy. Be the, be the cool hat guy. Hat guy. Yeah. And be sexy. And then one day just pull it off and be like, oh yeah, I have hair under here. And the thing is, is that once you do start dating and somebody likes you and you're connected to them, you can say, I'm going through this process. I'm doing this thing. I feel good on the inside about me, but this is something that would make me a little bit happier. I've always been self-conscious about this. And this is something that I want to do. And and a woman who cares for you isn't going to be like, oh, I can't believe he's doing that. They're going to love you even more for being vulnerable and expressing that to them and sharing that with them and then support you the entire way through while you go through that process. It's funny how women do that though. Like things that they would say before meeting somebody that they would never be into or that they would never do, suddenly they become like cheerleaders when they happen to really care about a man and he has these things that they would have poo-pooed on before and and they become very supportive of what's going on. So Jack, I think wear the hats with pride keep dating while you go through it because yeah. you know these are, these are prime years for you and if you're making a lot of money as well go, go buy some nice hat <laughs> exactly exactly Yes. All right. Next question. Hi, this is Jonathan. I need some tips about how to ask out a girl who is in, who is abroad. Actually, I know her very well and I do speak over the phone and text her too, but I'm really stuck because I'm so nervous thinking that by asking her out, I will spoil the friendship of me and her. I need to know the best steps to follow to do it and without any rejection from her. It will be very great if you can tell me how to do this. Thank you. I love that. <laughs> That's just like so heartwarming. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh, I understand why. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to like, it's also hard when like someone is like, you know, it can't necessarily be face to face. And so you can't sort of like read, you know, kind of that, those verbal cues. But I, I always just think like, you know, being honest and straightforward is really charming. I heard a story over the weekend that I really loved. It was like someone sending, you know, someone that they didn't know a, a Facebook message is sort of a, a Hail Mary of like, I've seen you and you seem really cool. And, you know, I'm not trying to be creepy, but, you know, I think that we would be a good match and, and reaching out. And now they've been in a relationship for, for almost two years. Oh, wow. And I mean, you know, of course there's chance something like that can backfire or they don't see it or something like that. But, but like, you know, life is, life is short. Like I'd say, you know, lead with like honesty and kindness. And, and I think regardless, like that person will, will reflect that back to you. Yeah. I, I agree with you that like, there is no guarantees in life and you know, the famous Wayne Gretzky quote, I think it's, uh, you miss a hundred a hundred percent of the shots that you never take. Totally. And it's true. Like I would say the first step for Jonathan is to maybe dial up the flirting a little bit to sort of change up your behaviors. Maybe I'm not sure how often you're texting and how often you're talking, but to alter the way that your conversations go to see if she's responsive to that kind of behavior from you. And then if she is, I would say something to her. I would say like, you know, I'd like to either buy you a ticket so we're not I'm not a broader I'd like to come visit you and see if we can actually if there if there's something actually here between the two of us I I think you're wonderful blah 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 blah, blah and then see what happens from there that's that's what I would advise to do always take a chance totally 
Yeah. All right. And then that is our show. Lindsay, you are wonderful. Thank you so much yes. for coming on to this show and talking about your business and your your own situation and being so candid about everything. I've really enjoyed having you on. You're welcome to come back whenever you like. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And uh, I think what you're doing is wonderful. And I'm uh, a fan. So thank you so much. Thank you. Me too for you. (laughs) Well, why don't you tell people that um, if they are going to be, hopefully after my advice, they will be dating lots of women and potentially going through a breakup. (laughs) Or if they, if they have friends who are experiencing this, we do offer gift certificates. Um, We can be found at move-onward.com or on Instagram at Onward Online. Um, and we'd you know, be happy to help you through whatever transition you might be experiencing. So we're there for you. Um, I love it. I think it's absolutely fantastic. And you can find out more about my services by going to winggirlmethod.com. New episodes of the Ask Women podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. And now I've been posting on YouTube as well on Fridays. I don't know what time that typically comes out, but... It will be there eventually on Friday because I don't have a scheduled time. But you can go to <laughs> youtube.com slash Marnie Kinris and you can listen slash watch the episode there. You guys are awesome. We'll see you next week. 